Welcome to Podcast Hackers, the show for podcasters by podcasters. Here, each episode, you'll hear from the best and brightest podcasters and learn how they're growing their audience, monetizing their shows, and making an impact through podcasting. And now, your host, Craig Hewitt. All right, welcome back to another episode of Podcast Hackers. Today, we have on Jason Bryden from Politicized. Jason, how you doing? Good. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks for being on the show today. Appreciate it. My pleasure. So, uh, politicized. I can uh, I can take a guess at what uh, what politicized is all about. But for folks who who don't know you or, or kind of what your podcast is all about, you want to share a bit about yourself and how you got into podcasting. Well, I never paid any attention to politics until 2015 when Justin Trudeau ran for um, for office in Canada. Uh, I'm calling from Toronto. So that was interesting. I, I still didn't vote for him. I'm I'm far I'm far more left than the liberals. But because the prime minister beforehand was so evil, and um, that I became engaged for the first time, and so it's since it, the podcast is named after my self-education since then in trying to pay attention to politics, and then asking myself all the time as I'm mainlining from from the sad pipe of the 24-hour news cycle, uh, is it even worth being engaged mm. when everything is so crazy and uh, unhappy all the time? So that's so politicized now. This version of it is focusing on the Ontario election that's happening right now for Premier. And we have... Um, we have an embattled premier right now that that has a lot of scandal around her, and we have a Trumpian candidate, Doug Ford, the late Rob Ford's brother, who's in the top spot to take over. Gotcha, gotcha. So we interview, we try and interview. We live in a very left-leaning enclave, so we don't know anybody on the right, but we try and interview experts. And try not to just sit around agreeing with each other the whole time. Well, yeah, there's a there's a lot to that. I mean, I think politics uh, is probably just about as polarizing as religion. Uh, maybe especially these days with folks like Trudeau and Trump and yeah. Emmanuel Macron in France um, and yeah. Brexit, Brexit in the UK. Uh, political beliefs aside, I think it's definitely an interesting time for for politics and kind of nationalist feelings um, and what that mm-hmm. does to the rest of countries. But but I think. Getting specific to podcasting, one of the beautiful things uh, about podcasting, from my perspective, is what you're doing and the ability to to kind of step above the mainstream noise and be able to be as independent as you want, I guess, right? As as a it's a fair thing to say. Uh, whereas some of the mainstream media just can't be super objective uh, and really independent, right? Yeah, or or really partisan, or irreverent, or uh, incorrect, or and also there's no point in trying to do a straight ahead podcast. We I try to fill mine with like uh, comedy and you know like we swear on it, we drink on it. I try I I'm I'm, I'm borderline verbally abusive to my co-host, <laughs> trying to separate myself from from the fray. Yeah, because we're no like nobody knows who we are. You know, we're we're nobody. So you might as well go with what you know and not try and just copy something that's already being done. 
And so how is that going for you? I mean, that's a, a very polarizing thing, right? I'm sure you get a lot of people loving it, but some people hating it as well. Well, here's my my secret is, and maybe even my uh, liability, is that I don't pay attention to analytics or anything. Okay. My co-host does. He's out there. I'm not on social media anymore. Um, I haven't been on Facebook in eight years. I haven't been on Twitter in two. I find I'm a lot happier since uh-huh. then. Uh-huh. But I am um, in the dark on the actual numbers, on how it's going. On, I mean, it, it's kind of like... It's kind of like a, a real exercise in in doing something for the sake of doing it and not doing it with any expectation. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And with 250,000 podcasts out there, I think it behooves the podcaster to not go into this uh, looking for dollars and ears and eyeballs and numbers. Yeah. Okay. So then, so uh, what is your kind of purpose that you're searching for in the podcast? Well, we've got a couple. I want to get better at it. Um, I want to find my unique voice. I've always been, I'm an actor. So I've, and I've always been a self-starter and a creator. And I found that my, my strength is uh, quantity and not necessarily quality. And that took a long time to, to like get my ego, wrap my ego around that. Uh, I think I'm best when I'm pumping out content as much as possible and waiting for something to stick. So this is one podcast in a long line of of them, of past and previous projects, and it's it's about me getting educated about politics. It's about me opening opening up my my mind to contrary opinion. Like I used to be vehemently left wing, mm-hmm. and uh, and now I'm trying to like see why instead of just getting angry at people that disagree with me, see wh- see why they're dis- why we have dis- different views. Gotcha. And we'd also love to stop Doug Ford, which is an impossibility. (laughs) Nobody even, (laughs) we don't have any, but we have, but as part of my activism, I thought, well, I should be, I should be doing something. Yeah. Well, but, but so, so it's not just, uh, it's not just a hobby, right? You do have a, a purpose. So, so what is the way that you're trying to bring the podcast back to some sort of action around your cause? Um, I play the foil. My co-host is a dyed-in-the-wool liberal. So, uh, so, and and I've always been even left of liberal. I've been an NDP. Where, where are you, Craig? Uh, I'm from Orlando, from Florida. You're from Florida. Okay, I just don't want to. Like, I want. I don't want to bore people with the details of Canadian regional politics. <laughs> uh, so, so we have more left-wing par- political parties up here than right, and so I'm. I've always been further left. Uh, so I'm trying to just like, as I said before, n- not react, but respond. Okay. Yeah. With the, with the goal that bringing on different perspectives and talking about things that the mainstream media doesn't talk about that you might kind of open, God, some, generous of you. open some minds and ears uh, of folks that are listening. Yeah. It's generous that you, that we could be like contrary, equal, and complementary to mainstream media when we probably have 46 listeners, but I don't even know. <laughs> so I think it's like an exercise in activism, practicing. I mean, the, the things I've had to learn just to do this, once I got it up 
and running. It's so it's so great. It really scratches that itch of like like I'm normally drowning in ideas, and it's the execution that is so hard. Okay. And um, for instance, when we started having babies. I couldn't do stand-up anymore. I couldn't do improv. I couldn't stay up late at night. And I did that. I, you know, I would perform comedy for years, for like 15, 20 years. And then I just couldn't stay up late anymore. I was sleep-deprived. So being able to podcast anytime I like from my office um, with a minimum amount of uh, gear has really scratched that itch, that performance itch. Gotcha. Gotcha. So let's dig into uh, some of the, the things you learned in the nuts and bolts of getting the show started. I, mean, I think we have a lot of people listening that are just getting started or want to get started. Uh, so as someone who has kind of overcome that hump recently, we'd love to share. Have you share some of the things that you've recently kind of learned and want to want to pass on to other folks? Yeah, great. This is going to be embarrassing um, because I I'm so I'm so old and slow at picking up this stuff, which I'm sure most people can pick up on their own. Uh, I had to get a lot of help because even watching YouTube videos was confusing. One of the things that jumps to mind is audacity. I had no idea you couldn't mess around with levels in GarageBand. And I needed some audacity just to split two channels into stereo channels so I could bump up the quieter person. I'm mm -hmm. normally the loudest person. So that was something that I had no idea you, you had. So that was back when I was using an, an H4N Zoom. I like stole that from a friend. I borrowed two old Shure 57s from another friend for my microphones. I bought two scissor arms off of uh, Amazon. And, uh, and then I just started recording everything in mono until a buddy of mine told me, no, you got to go into Audacity and bump up the level, fix the levels there, then dump it into GarageBand. Yeah. Yep. Is that is that not right? Is that what most people do? Uh, you could just edit it in Audacity, too. Audacity is a, a recorder and editor. Yeah. Yes, you can. You're right. I edit all of my stuff in Audacity just because, golly, two, maybe three years ago, GarageBand had a big update, mm -hmm. and it totally broke all the good parts of GarageBand for podcast editing. Oh, for really? Me. Well, for me. I mean, that's, oh, that's, that's right. They used to have like, it used to be way more geared towards podcasting. Yeah. It? I mean, it used to be really great for podcasting. Then a big update came. Of course, I updated my machine and it broke all that stuff. Uh, and so I had to learn Audacity. At this point, Audacity has some really cool things that I like um, for audio editing. Most of the professional type people that I know mm -hmm. uh, use Adobe Audition. Right. So if you're looking to kind of go upstream, that's the that's the place to go, I guess. I think I've got it dialed in now. Now that I've added a third microphone, I had to get a mixer, a USB mixer. I got, and then I had to, and then I actually had to get somebody to come in and show me what I was doing wrong. And I would never have guessed, like. Like, it's just ridiculous, the tiny stuff. <laughs> you know, like, I had the wrong cable. I had a mono cable. So what's the third mic for? Oh, I wanted, for this political podcast, I wanted to have a co-host and a, and a guest. I see. Okay. Yeah. And there was a few times where I, where, where, where I wanted to have a round table or whatever with my previous podcast, In the Dark, which was like an explainer podcast where I asked experts uh, embarrassing questions, dumb questions, embarrassing for me questions. And, um, and, to, and so to have two people on often was, creates a really nice 
conversational dynamic as opposed to just an interview. Sure, sure. Gotcha, gotcha. And so a mixer for, for folks out there who are kind of wondering what we're talking about, a mixer is a box that you can plug multiple microphones into and then plug that via USB cable into your computer uh, to have several inputs into wherever you're recording things on your computer like GarageBand or Audacity or Adobe Audition, right? Yes, it's great to be able to mess with levels while people are talking. Right, exactly. Yep, it gives kind of a, it's a, an intermediate step between the microphone and your recording box uh, to Ra- do things yeah, like amplifying and just, filtering. Yep. Yes, yeah, rather than just try and fix it in post, Yeah. which I'm also bad at. Well, but I think the for for me, I mean, the lesson here is a little bit well, like an ounce of prevention is a pound of results or whatever the saying is, right? Like a little bit of work up front with getting your levels set or adjusting your, your preamp or your amplifier or your mixer or making sure you're in a good room for recording and you have the door closed and the window closed and the air conditioning and off and all that kind of stuff will make your life in post-production so much easier, right? Because uh, you don't have to fix yeah. all that stuff later. Yes, but you know, to uh, to that end about having quiet surroundings and stuff, there is something that I've noticed in other podcasts. When I'm listening to podcasts, the the host or the get the people on the podcast will often comment on how noisy their surroundings are when a truck goes by or a plane, and the listeners, because of the directional mics and how high quality they are, uh, the listener can't can't ever hear it. So that's one thing I've tried to do is even when a garbage truck goes past me, I know chances are the listeners can't hear it. So I, I don't need to comment on it. Yeah, no, very fair. Very fair. I think some of those uh, kind of external audio bits can be interesting. I know someone that actually puts like coffee shop background sound under their whole oh, that's podcast. that's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very different for me. Sometimes it's a little distracting, right? but, uh, yeah, it might be an interesting thing to test out for a couple episodes and see how it goes with your audience. Yeah. Yeah. Anything to, uh, mix it up a bit. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, uh, so, so let's talk about kind of your production schedule. I know that this is like something that is uh, a, a way that we all kind of search for for our place and what we're comfortable with. How, how has that journey been for you in terms of recording and releasing episodes on some sort of regular basis? Well, I share an office with two others, so I have to schedule in with them when I can bring people in. I try and do it in the evenings. With Politicized, we record Mondays and Fridays in the evenings. And it's hard with our schedules with like kids and soccer and lives. Uh, and also, I'm so tired by 8.30 at night. I'd love to do it during the day, but I'm just useless. Uh, and and then I also had to like um, drum up the courage to record while people were in the office. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like I used to wait for them to go out to lunch and then I would and then I would record. And now I'm like, oh, forget it. I'll just you guys are just going to have to listen to this 10 minute intro because right. if I don't do this now, I won't ever do it. And I'll just make sure they're not on a conference call and I'll do it. And if the dog comes over and, you know, starts banging stuff with its nose or whatever, I think it all adds. If somebody walks in, I just roll with it now and. It adds to the color of it, hopefully. Sure, sure. So I'd love to kind of peel back a little bit about your unconventional approach to kind of the style and the content of your podcast. I think it's really something a lot of people 
get afraid of maybe is to to think outside the box and to express themselves individually in their podcasts. Um, because the fact is there's a ton of podcasts out there about every possible topic. Um, as you started thinking about kind of framing your podcast and who you would talk to and about and kind of where you guys would fit within the, the spectrum of political podcasts, what was your kind of approach to that? And, and has it changed over time as you've actually gotten podcasts out there and maybe gotten some feedback or input from listeners? This may be one of my favorite topics because it speaks to uh, personal growth and how hard it is to be oneself. And I think it's taken me decades of acting and performing to uh, realize that um, my greatest power is uh, just getting out of the way of myself and actually just having the balls to sound like me in a public setting. Because I can be a very... um, I don't think I'm everyone's cup of tea. Uh, I I stick my foot in my mouth a lot. I'll do anything to get a laugh. I'll say controversial things just to shock people. And as that certainly doesn't work all the time in a marriage, uh, there is something to bringing your true self to uh, the public arena. It's it's really the only way that that I'm going to that I'm going to succeed. If I'm trying to be somebody else, if I'm hedging my bets, if I'm copying somebody, it's not going to be as strong as if I'm just really unapologetically me. So that's what I try and do with the podcast. Half the time, I feel like totally ashamed of myself in my head, cringing. I'm cringing at what I'm saying as I'm saying it. But I'm. All, but what's overriding is is that the hope that this is interesting to people uh-huh. that it catches them. You know, one of the strengths of podcasting is like you can listen to the you listen to them while you're doing everything else from laundry to dishes to work. Uh, but that's a drawback, too, I think, is that the, the listener's focus is often split. So I want to grab people's attention and I want I, I do eventually want Way more listeners. Yeah. 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 For folks who, I mean, you, you said it take, it's taken you what, decades to, to come to where you are, at least. I'm sure it's a never-ending kind of journey of being comfortable with your true self. But for folks who are just getting started, or, or for all of us, I guess, who are on this journey, what, what are some things you've done that you think are particularly helpful in progressing along that spectrum? Practicing without any expectation, I think, would be the biggest. Okay. I mean, certainly when I started, I was watching YouTube videos about how to up your audience, how to get on the new and noteworthy on iTunes. Forget all of that bullshit. I think all it takes is dedication, persistence. If you want to podcast, then podcast. If you want to become an expert on on analytics, that's something entirely different. But if you just want to podcast, I think build it and they will come. But it might take years of doing it. And it might take years to get really good at things. Like there's, it's the egalitarianness of podcasts is so great. But it doesn't mean that you you can continue at it being, being bad. I think a great voice, I think some mic technique, I think some... Uh, experimentation, uh-huh. like trying different things, giving up on quitting when it's when you're like done with it, when it's not good, being honest with yourself. Fuck this, that that didn't work. I'm going to try something else. 
And I mean, there's so many podcasts out there. I think it, I think it, uh, you can take the pressure off of trying to crack the top 100 and just do, do, do a really great, try and do a really great job on something really unique with the hopes that maybe your niche audience is out there. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'll touch on two things you said there. One is your niche audience because, uh, very, very, very few of us are going to be, uh, you know, what these guys that have hundreds of thousands of downloads, you know, Tim Ferriss or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think your goal should be, my goal is to have a very, very specific type of person that I do my podcast for, you know, I podcast on this show for podcasters who are beginner to intermediate, uh, and are looking for a little bit of education, but probably more inspiration (laughs) than anything. And so that's why we have this podcast. Uh, and I think everybody has that version of their audience out there and you got to think about exactly who your person is. And it's not the type of people that Joe Rogan podcasts for. So, so don't think that you're going to be that person. You probably don't want to be that person. Oh, that's so true. Like I tried to listen to Joe Rogan. I'm like, what's the attraction? I tried to listen to, I did listen to Tim Ferriss a lot. And then I thought, what, this is weird. He, he, he's, he's hammered. Why is he drunk? <laughs> he's he's him and his body have finished two bottles of wine and he's slurring his words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're totally you're totally right. If it doesn't speak to you, don't don't emulate it. Yeah, and I think the other thing as far as experimentation is, I have thrown away a lot of podcast recordings. Good for you. If you do an episode and it it just doesn't work out in the end. There's nowhere that says you have to publish what you just recorded, even with a guest, right? So if you and I decide at the end of this that it sucks, okay, that's fine. I'm sorry that we wasted 30 minutes, but I'd rather do that than to put out something that is not going to be true to myself and my audience and our show. That's not going to happen for this show. But but I think it has happened in the past. And and I think even with a guest, you know, to just send him a message, say, hey, I'm sorry, you know, it just didn't really click. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe we could do it again sometime and, and kind of frame it around a different part of the conversation. But if it's just you uh, or you and your co-host and you have a bad day, just say, man, sorry we wasted an hour, but I don't want to put out bad content. Um, we'll try something else next time. Totally cool. Now, uh, that, that is good. And that's, that, that speaks to, your, um, to a strength that I don't have. That also presupposes that you have uh, enough listeners. Right. Like, do, do you ever think like, uh, oh, I'll just put this out. They can't all be home runs. And who's going to... Like, I think I'm operating on friends and family these days, but maybe you have a lot more. <laughs> I ha- so I have multiple podcasts, and on one of them, I do kind of think, like, this is who we are and this is what we talk about. If the podcast episode ends up being something totally different, then we will say, we're not going to put this out there because it's not just who we are. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, you and I chatted for a couple of minutes before we started this show talking about what the show is and what it's about. So I think... On all of the podcasts we've recorded for this show, I've framed kind of what the show is and what I would like to talk about generally. And the, the conversations vary wildly within that kind of meta box. But I think if you do that, then you should be pretty safe with uh, kind of creating content that's in your wheelhouse still. Yeah. 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 But uh, if it doesn't, then throw it in the trash and it's not a big deal. I wonder about the fickleness of of audiences. I certainly find myself uh, getting tired of uh, a podcast and removing it from my from my playlist and moving on to other ones. They're so disposable. It's so easy to just give up 
up on on podcasts and uh and i think your vigilance is uh, a good idea yeah no for sure i mean if you have a if you have a bad episode people either just won't listen to it or will listen to it halfway through and then delete it uh or worse they'll unsubscribe from your podcast so yeah i think it is something to think about but but don't be afraid to experiment on the recording end but then think about you know do i want to put this out or not i think that's a fair mm-hmm. fair framework Mm-hmm. I'd love to talk about kind of something that you've learned as you've gotten into podcasting you'd like to pass along to uh, to maybe a younger Jason or, or someone who's maybe just getting started with their show. Well, at risk of repeating myself, I think it would uh, do the show, do whatever, start now. Uh, don't wait around for it to be perfect. You got You have to practice to get good at it. Listen to them again. I'm terrible at that. Listen to what you've just done and uh, write down some constructive criticism. Try and get better. Try and take – this is the getting totally personal, but uh, take voice lessons. Okay. The, uh, the horrible the, – the voices out there, Craig – <laughs> it, people are speaking through their noses and they're not they're not i need to, i think the the bar is is from radio and people who know how to talk and i know it's not rocket science but holy shit there's some horrible horrible sounding voices out there and it uh it really goes a long way if people can act can actually stand to listen to you i think another thing i've uh learned is again doing it without expectation and just uh just doing it to do it and to get better at it and to practice it. I think if there's anything that I would tell myself is, um, I don't know. You know what? I really, I'm not a, I'm not a great collaborator. And I think uh, normally that, that would hurt me. But doing, doing a podcast starting out unilaterally, being able to just make decisions about recording times, about your schedule. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you only get, you only need one microphone. I think it's good to do it to do it on your own because you can. Things can happen a lot faster. You don't have to rely on anyone else. I think that was smart. I think I wasted a lot of time though in trying to get people to listen to it. Yeah, I think I wouldn't. I wouldn't bother friends and family if you have a podcast. Get three, three or four or five episodes up uh, and then uh, recorded and done. Then put them on iTunes or Google Play or wherever. Uh, and then just keep pumping them out. And don't tell people about it. Yeah, interesting. Until you're really good. Because if people find you and they like you, they're going to want tons of content. And if you don't have it yet, you're going to lose them again. Okay, okay. That's really good advice. Um, as someone who's done a lot of uh, sort of vocal work and acting and stand up and things like that, uh, would love to hear some tips you have on good creating good sound. Yeah. So either like mic technique or just vocal expression or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Shit. I did say that. Now I have to follow it <laughs> up with. No. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> if I put you on the spot, I, I you you definitely don't have to answer that. No, I think I just think there's some people that have have uh, God. You can you know when you okay. People don't like men with high pitched voices. We we just don't. Yep. I don't think we do. I uh, it's probably not correct to say it, but people don't people don't like a high pitched voice. It sounds like you're lying to us. 
It sounds like you're not grounded and you're not being truthful to yourself. It sounds like you got something to hide. People like uh, people to talk on the breath. So that, so that means like full, like really talking like a person who, be, who believes in what they're saying. If you're off of your breath, you're whispering, you've got weird clicking of tongues. If you're breathing on, on your voice, if you, if, uh, you know, like my dad does this all the time, you can hear him exhaling for some reason. You hear, he puts a little voice onto the exhalation. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm hearing, why are you breathing so heavily like that? You're making tea. You know, I, uh, if people were more aware of how they sounded, and I think that comes from practice and listening back to your show. Also, uh, gratuitous laughter. Stop this. This is bullshit. All these riffy podcasts, especially young dudes sitting in their basements laughing at each other's jokes when they're not even funny. I think people have to be way more objective and way more like you, you only laugh if it's actually funny. You're only moved if it's actually moving. You're only crying if it's actually sad. Yeah. Oh, and stop with the sures. There'll be one person asking a question. And then the, the answerer, before answering it, will say, sure. That's a great question. I love that one. <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. They're all great questions. Yeah, stop all of that extra stuff and just get to the meat of the matter and don't talk too much like me. Yeah, yeah. So we will uh, we'll look up some resources around this. We have a little bit of content we've created around this uh, previously, but but just around like mic technique. We'll look up some resources. I'm sure there's some great YouTube videos out there, and we'll include those in the show notes because I think this is something that people don't talk about enough. Great. Uh, because everyone obsesses about my mic and my preamp and my recording software, yeah. but they don't think about the the engine, uh, uh, which is your That's voice, right. and is something that is – there's probably some really easy things that we can all do to to affect – kind of some better quality there. So that's uh, that's great suggestion, and we'll definitely put some resources in the show notes around that. Great. I'm embarrassed that I'm so uh, fickle. No, no. I'm so sorry. particular it's... about this. You know, my wife listens to so many podcasts that I don't because I'm just so easily annoyed. And so I miss out on stuff. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to. You don't have to have all the answers. You have some of the some of the great questions, and that's all you need sometimes. So we'll, uh, you know, we'll we'll fill in some of the details uh, in terms of resources here, uh, and and share them with the folks who are listening. So I think it's really super important and something that hasn't been brought up before. So thank you for that. That's great. Right on. Right on, uh, Jason. For folks who want to find out more about you and politicized, where can they go on the internet? Well, for all the American fans of uh, Ontario politics, please go to politicized.ca. For my uh, back catalog, catalog of In the Dark shows, uh, those can be found at inthedarkshow.com. And look for my two new podcasts coming up uh, wherever you find podcasts and uh, search The Remittance Man. And the complaint department. The complaint department, you can call in at 1-437-888-3261 and leave a complaint and um, tell somebody who cares. Instead of bringing your complaints home to your spouse, bring them to us. Vent all you like about bad service, bad weather, bad traffic, whatever. We're your receptacle for negativity. Oh, I love it. What a great concept. Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> Jason, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I appreciate it. Thanks, Craig. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening to another episode of Podcast Hackers. 
If you liked what you heard today, please head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review. This goes a long way towards helping spread the word about the show to other podcasters just like you. Until next time, happy podcasting!